0: Welcome to another episode of the Change and Evolve Letter. And it's a special birthday issue today, issue number 35. So it's about things to celebrate and an empty nest. It takes a long time to become young, Pablo Picasso. Well, folks, today is my birthday. And um, so this is probably a bit more of a personal letter today. And I do know a lot of people who don't care about their own birthday as it just reminds them that they're getting older. I'm 55 years today, 55 and still fabulous, and quite frankly, I have never been better. And I truly love birthdays, even or maybe especially mine. And despite everything that's going on around us, I love life and I'm hungry for life. And I do still have this positive outlook on the future. And you may once again think me naive, and perhaps I am. I know one thing for certain, that more years lie behind me than ahead of me. And I am determined to make the best of the ones that are left. Don't just don't just count your years, make your years count, George Meredith. It's not only my birthday though, I completely forgot that on September 10th my change and evolve letter also had its first birthday and I'm sending out letter 117 to you today which is amazing and quite honestly not without pride if I may say so. And so far this journey has been one hell of a crazy ride with some ups, with some downs. And it brought me more joy than I can, than I can say. And writing is my greatest joy. And the interaction with my readers, so with you or my listeners is what makes it so, so special and, and so worthwhile. So once again, a huge thank you to every single one of you, you are so appreciated. And if you care to make me a birthday gift, I would love and appreciate if you share my letters with your friends, if you enjoy them, of course, if you leave a comment, give me a like, or just reach out with a message, as many of you already do. So I'm celebrating my birthday, the belated birthday of my letter, and also a massive change in my life that, well, that does give me mixed feelings, because it's, it is the end of a life phase that I that I loved very much and the beginning of a new life phase that I embrace with with great joy and also a tiny bit of anxiety as the change really is enormous. You know, children grow up and parents are suddenly confronted with an empty nest. And this is something that may sound even cute when you first read it, but people that are affected can truly suffer. Some people believe holding on and hanging in there are signs of great strength. However, there are times when it takes much more strength to know when to let go and then do it. Ann Landers. I would like to make it very clear that I'm not a psychologist, but I am a mother and I raised my children pretty much by myself. You also need to know that empty nest syndrome is not a clinical diagnosis, but the sadness and the feeling of loss when the when the last child leaves home is a phenomenon that so many parents experience. So, having two children myself, I know what I'm talking about. My daughter is now 23 and lives in England, and she has lived, a, she has built a life for herself, and I really could not be prouder. And admittedly, I miss her so much, but we are thankfully in touch regularly and have an amazing relationship that I truly cherish. My son is now 19 years old and has just left the nest as well to go to university in Austria, and has also grown into this, he's grown into this amazing, amazing young man, and I am truly in awe of him. And as much as I love my children, I'm not afraid of my son also spreading his wings and discovering the world for himself. But I also will confess that I was really grateful that he was at home with me during the madness of the COVID lockdowns in the past years, and that I did not have to endure that alone. And on top of that, my children and I get along really great without being too close or or clingy in any way. Nevertheless, now that my my son has moved out as well, it is a tad strange. I miss him very much, and um, it does need a bit of adjustment now from my side. But it also fills me with this joy and, and excitement that I have fulfilled my, let's call it educational mission, very successfully. And even though I will, of course, always remain a mother, I have won new freedoms, and I will most certainly use them. Sometimes love means letting go when you want to hold on tighter. Melissa Ma I have clients in my coaching practice for whom this is quite different, though. Many couples and, and single parents focus so much on their children that they forget that they are not only mother and father, but also woman and man the result is sometimes devastating when the children leave home and the parents don't know what to do with themselves or even one another. For 18 or more years, everything has revolved around raising children. And now this, often only common ground, is no longer there. Perhaps you've heard the expression of of helicopter parents always hovering around their children, trying to accommodate all their needs and completely forgetting about themselves. And I know that this is usually done um, with the very best of intentions, but forgetting oneself and sacrificing oneself completely leaves a huge gap when the children are out of the house. Because you suddenly realize that the children were the sole focus of your life and possibly the only common denominator in the relationship so what now what comes next what often stays behind is is a feeling of of sadness depression loneliness and grief of which mothers and fathers are both equally affected and for some parents it can be can be hard to accept that their child is not dependent on them anymore and If this is not addressed properly, it can lead to to anxiety and a loss of purpose, making it really hard to adjust to the empty nest. But it's quite interesting why some parents are so much more susceptible to empty nest syndrome than others. And research has shown that some of the following reasons can actually be the cause. One of them is parents who, who struggle living alone, or parents who have issues in their marriage or partnership. Parents who rely on their parental roles for self-identity, or parents who see their children as a dependent. So you can imagine that when my son announced that he would be moving out, I gave this quite some thought. And as with many things... I believe that understanding more about emptiness syndrome will help me understand this phase of life and accept this situation so much more wisely. It's funny that it is often assumed that only mothers are affected by emptiness syndrome. But that really is quite a misconception because both parents can be equally affected. The only thing is that it manifests itself differently. In women, the symptoms tend to be directed more inwards, while in men, they tend to be directed outwards. In other words, if mothers withdraw, they may feel isolated and depressed and experience social alienation, while the father may turn to to alcohol or other forms of substance abuse. But no matter what the symptoms are, it is important to take it seriously when it has been identified and to get the help and the treatment that is that is needed. To raise a child who is comfortable enough to leave you means you've done your job. They're not ours to keep, but to teach how to soar on their own, anonymous. I believe it is a huge misconception that parenting stops when your children are of age or have moved out. I would like to give you two little examples of the dynamics here. And the first one is, when my daughter was, was 15, she wanted to go to a party, and I allowed it. And the evening before the party, she asked if she could go to a friend after school, and from there, directly to that party. Well, I asked her to send me a short message when she was at her friend's house, and another one when she was at the party. And she did what most teenagers do so unbelievably well. She rolled her eyes. And it is really astonishing how many different variations of eye-rolling your children can do. But I I truly believe that there is one that my daughter reserved just for me. And it was the full Monty of exasperation that it expressed. It was actually that moment when I had to suppress a smile and explain as calmly as I could um, to her how this will now go. So I told her, sweetie, it is my job to worry about you for as long as I live. And to be honest, the look on her face was glorious. And it's your job to be terribly annoyed by it. Can we agree on that? And we both had to laugh because it was just so true. And I might add that she told me that she was actually glad I was worried about her. So it was all good, and I was admittedly a bit relieved. And the second thing is, my daughter used to be rather... Well, let's call it messy, and at some time point I really refused to enter her room. But this is something that most significantly changed when she got her own flat, which is spotless. But when she comes home and takes one step into the house, and this unbelievable transformation takes place, So after a few minutes of being at home and in her old room, it seems as if her suitcase exploded and everything is just scattered on the floor where you think it's kind of the Mary Poppins phenomenon that not that much can, can can never have been in that suitcase. But I suppose that's how it works. So we just stay parents, no matter how old our children are and our children stay children, especially when they come back home to us. So if we keep that in mind it might be a little easier to let them go give the ones you love wings to fly roots to come back and reasons to stay the dalai lama so there should be absolutely no shame if you have or feel this emptiness syndrome because we take care of our children we nurture them and do all we can to give them a great start in life and I think we're just wired to be protective of our children. So of course we are somewhat bereft when they leave us. With that being said, it is necessary to move forward with the the emotions and rekindle with your friends, peers, and, and social circle. And both parents should support each other in the process of grieving. And so if you are affected or know someone, here are a few ways in which parents can cope a little more healthily with emptiness syndrome. The first thing is that it is important that if you are affected is just to stay busy. You need to redirect the attention that you gave to your children towards subjects that that make you feel engaged. So start, start new hobbies, connect with old friends, and make new ones, just to help you overcome this feeling of loss. But most important, is to just stay in touch with your children. Sometimes I don't hear from my daughter for some time and in the beginning it was not easy, but we talk regularly and often even more intensely than we did when she was still living at home. And I'm very optimistic that it will be similar, a similar situation with my son. So maintaining a close relationship is possible, but you need to respect that those young adults that you prepared for the world have to now find their own way. And when push comes to shove, they will come to you anyway, if they know they can. And if you're in a relationship, just rekindle the romance in your life. Don't let the fact that you are parents determine your relationship. Just remember the time before children were even in the picture. And yes, it is possible to go to that, to go back to that to a certain extent. So... Accept this change in your life as an amazing opportunity and be be really proud of yourself for what you have accomplished. If you have done a good job, you will have raised independent and strong individuals that will make their way in this world. And don't ever, don't ever dare to downplay that achievement because raising children is a great challenge. For myself, I can most definitely say that my children are so far my greatest achievement in life and I am so very proud of them but I'm also proud of myself and my song of the day is this one it's 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 a beautiful song it's lullaby by the chicks um, and it is for my children and my absolute endless love for them and of course, you can find this song and all the other songs. Um, They're just one click away on the Spotify playlist. Um, just click on it, like it, follow it, whatever, or just listen to the songs. And my poem of the day is well, I chose my favorite poem by Maya Angelou from, 19 to, from 1928 to 2014, and it is Phenomenal Woman. Pretty women wonder where my secret lies. I'm not cute or built suit, fashion model size. But when I start to tell them, they think I'm telling lies. I say, it's in the reach of my arms, the span of my hips, the stride of my step, the curl of my lips. I am a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman, that's me. I walk into a room, just as cool as you please. And to a man, the fellows stand or fall down on their knees. And they swarm around me, a hive of honeybees, I say. It's the fire in my eyes, and the flash of my teeth, the swing in my waist, and the joy in my feet. I'm a woman, phenomenally, Phenomenal woman, that's me. Men themselves have wondered what they see in me. They try so much, but they can't touch my inner mystery. When I try to show them, they say they still can't see. I say, it's in the arch of my back, the sun of my smile, the ride of my breasts, the grace of my style. I'm a woman, phenomenally, phenomenal woman. That's me. Now you understand, just why my head's not bowed. I don't shout or jump about, or have to talk real loud. When you see me passing, it ought to make you proud. I say, it's in the click of my heels, the bend of my hair, the palm of my hand, the need for my care because I'm a woman, phenomenally. Phenomenal woman, that's me. As an impression today, I chose, well, the first pictures I got from my children and um, their footprints. Yes, I am a bit sentimental today. And um, so, Again, what's left is I wish you a happy day, wherever you are. And if you enjoy my letter, share it, leave a comment and a like. I would really love that. Yours, Tanya.